0: Kyle Krabs here host of locked on NFL scouting join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft check out the locked on NFL scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts
1: Joe Burrow was a full go in Thursday's padded practice ahead of the week Four trip to Nashville let's get into that plus matchup notes
0: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network on Lockdown Bengals, bringing you coverage of your Cincinnati Bengals every day. And you can find this podcast on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you're new and you want daily updates on the Cincinnati Bengals, you can subscribe, join the First Listen Club, those of you who make us your first listen every day. Join the Everydayer Club, those of you who don't miss an episode. We appreciate all of you who do either or both of those things. Today's episode brought to you by the GameTime app, where you can use promo code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're going to start with Joe Burrow, as we probably will for the next three to four to five to maybe the entire season weeks. Joe Burrow, as long as that calf is a question... And it could very well be the case that it is a question for the rest of the year. We'll see. That is where we start. And on Thursday, as we record this episode, it's good news. The pads were on. Wednesday walked through. They estimated that Burrow would have been full if they had practiced, but with the real thing happening on Thursday. And their heaviest practice of the week, if this mm-hmm. follows what we would expect with the pads on, Joe Burrow goes full a big step in the right direction from the limited participation we saw from Burrow last week. And this is what Burrow said he was going to do in his press conference on Wednesday. He said that as long as there's no setback, the calf should continue to heal and get stronger. And he's going to practice and play as much as he can.
2: It was the toughest practice of the week. I can confirm that aspect of things, that detail. And as far as Burrow all right, so he was a full participant, so now I could already feel our listeners. Well, how'd he look? How'd he practice? Jamar Chase said he looked like normal Joe, and I, I don't think we can expect normal Joe on Sunday, but I do think what a what a seven days it's been for Jamar Chase a week ago. He's saying, hey, man, I don't want him to play. We'll see if he does, but I don't want him to. And it might have been six days ago, actually, because the Monday night game. But you, you get my point is – it? It's now just kind of, after being on Burrow watch, will he play? Now it's like, oh, full participant. He's definitely playing. And how close can he get to normal-ish Burrow? And I think that's where a lot of guys in the locker room are. And um, Tyler Boyd praising his toughness and and how much it matters for him to be out there, while also echoing confidence in Jake Browning. I thought that was interesting today. Asked about... Uh, Burrow and and how much it means that he was able to suit up, and he praised Burrow. Then he also said he was confident in Jake Browning if that ever had to happen, but then went back and, uh, again, said Burrow's their guy. And, and of course he is. Like, we know what he means to this franchise. We know what he means on the field, off the field, in the locker room. And the interesting thing to me, Jake, it's not like there was a sleeve on that calf. It's not like there was anything on it on, on Thursday. And when he came out to warm up on Monday night, he didn't have anything on it either. And and so I think it's a comfort thing in in figuring out the the treatment that works best for him, because this was a full padded practice. This is the practice where if he was going to wear a sleeve or something like that on Sunday, you would expect him to do it today just to get a feel for it. And so we'll see, but I, I think he's feeling pretty good.
1: And it wouldn't surprise to see him continuing to get therapy on the sideline during games. He had that physical therapy device and a a physical therapist pointed out exactly what it was. It's often used to ice injuries, uh, can be used for various body parts. He was wearing one on his calf when he went to the sideline during the game. That shouldn't surprise anybody. But the big question is, how, how do the mechanics recover? Because, while Brian Callahan has said that you can't use Joe's calf as an excuse. And Joe Burrow has talked about how his mechanics have changed and how he's trying not to get into bad habits and trying to find other ways to generate velocity without being able to push off that leg the way he wants to. That was apparent last week, trying to push throws downfield, you know, talking 15 plus yards downfield. And that vertical ball to Jamar Chase that sailed way out of bounds that I thought he was actually hit is he through? When I watched the tape, he wasn't. And so that was either a throwaway or just a misfire. And hard to imagine that you're throwing it away when you have an opportunity to get Jamar downfield, one of those rare opportunities. And, and Jamar Chase talked about that in the locker room on Thursday as well, that defenses just are staying on top of everything so well, especially with how much quick game the Bengals are running and understanding those limitations for Joe Burrow. It was also apparent on a number of outbreaking routes that were 15 plus yards down the field, most notably an 18 yard comeback for Jamar Chase on that third and 18. That's a throw that you see Joe Burrow hit a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So, how do his mechanics recover or his compensation for not being able to plant on that back leg recover? Hopefully, as he's discussed, having those practice reps gives him the opportunity to refine those things. Because that that is a big point that he made in his presser on Wednesday, getting those reps in practice to actually see how the ball is coming out on various throws, on various routes, with various timings, is something that he can then learn from and adjust. Having had that physical experience, which, you know, you talk a lot about mental reps, but getting that physical lived experience is obviously important to Joe Burrow, according to him and according to observers. We've talked about it and so have others.
2: Well, learning to play hurt. And he's played hurt, but learning to play with a different ailment that you've never played with. And I I think it's interesting that he reached out, was proactive, reached out to Aaron Rodgers, picked his brain. But last week it was was such a a tender injury where I'm sure it was just so sore that you're just hoping to get it feeling good enough to play. This week it feels like it's okay. You you know what it feels like to play on it. it. It's not as sore as it was the day after that Ravens game or a couple days after that Ravens game. Now, what can you do? How can you make it work? So those throws don't sail on you. So you're not, I mean, I mean, because there were multiple where, I mean, Joe Burrow is one of the most accurate passers ever and statistically ever, but one of them certainly in the history of the game. And so you look at Monday and clearly he was, he was not his normal self that said, do I think he can get better at, even if he's still 70% or whatever he was on Monday, can he still get better at that and understand how to work in spite of that? I think so. And, and that's what practice is for this week. And, and that's why the full participant is important too, because that's a lot of reps. Those are rep, reps that he's getting, that he's able to to tweak and and figure out and tinker. And, and and so when he hits the field on Sunday in what I think is another huge game, you can't – I get it, you can't fall to 0-3 – one in three doesn't feel much better. And if you don't beat the Titans, you're over in the AFC going into the bye. You have zero AFC wins, which it just stinks. I don't, you, you never want that. And, and so I, I think, uh, and we'll talk about it, but I think Sunday's game is a huge, huge game for this team as they try to get back to 500
1: if they want to have a chance to do what they did last year and slowly make those improvements as Burrow once again is slowly recovering from some sort of ailment this is a week that they need to win they need to get to 2 and 2 1 and 3 like you said that that's a steep hill to climb just like 0 and 2 is a steep hill to climb we've seen them do it before Zach Taylor reiterating there's no panic in the building it's all coming from media he said he's glad he doesn't have to spend much time with media that was a funny little thing that he said like spending that time with those in the room and on his team who are very confident and so hopefully this week is another step toward health for Joe Burrow but I don't expect to see him running a lot once again I think that that immobility and, and him trying to stay in the pocket probably that quick trigger will will probably remain out of necessity But we'll see if there's a slow ramp up as well, because obviously they did run him on a couple of those design boots as well. But it's a limitation for this offense. They will continue to have to work around. They'll also have to work around the absence, at least for now, of Charlie Jones with the thumb who hasn't practiced for the second day in a row and Irv Smith Jr. We'll talk about that and a little bit more as we start to dive into this matchup in some increased depth where the Titans present some challenges, where the Titans present some opportunities coming up next.
2: Today's show is brought to you by DoorDash. DoorDash is someone that you've trusted to deliver restaurant favorites. Now you can get groceries delivered directly to you with DoorDash. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. The convenience, and I've used DoorDash a ton, of course, the convenience of being able to Put your feet up, as I'm doing right now. Put your feet up. You order the food that you're looking for, and then boom, it shows up to your house. It's the best thing. It, it, it really is. Having your groceries delivered is the best, and DoorDash is doing it now. You'll get exactly what you ordered, or they'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you pick them yourself, and you're going to save time and also money. You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a zero dollar delivery fee on all eligible orders, and get fifty percent off your first DoorDash order up to twenty, uh, up to a twenty dollar value when you use code Locked On NFL at checkout. It's a limited time offer. Terms do apply. Again, fifty percent off up to twenty dollars with no minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Locked On NFL. Don't forget. That's code NFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash.
1: This episode of Locked On Bengals is brought to you by the GameTime app. And if you're planning to go down to Tennessee this weekend and you don't have tickets yet, well, you shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets for the Bengals game in Tennessee. And GameTime has you covered with last-minute deals, all-in prices. They'll show you the view from your seat. And they've got their best price guarantee to take the guesswork out of buying tickets and maybe it's not the bengals game this would be true for any sort of ticket that you're looking to buy for some sort of entertainment game time has you covered with deals right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts it's the best place to find all of those last minute seats and you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 of the difference Download the GameTime app today and create an account. Use promo code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. You can just create an account, redeem code locked on NFL, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L on the app for $20 off. Download Game Time today for last-minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed.
2: All right, Jake. You mentioned Charlie Jones. I don't think that it's super serious. He's got that thumb injury. I think he's got a shot to play. We will see. As of right now, we record this on Thursday. I would not rule him out. I would be pretty surprised if Irv Irv Smith Jr. plays. And that's just me kind of reading things. He got hurt in practice last week. We know how hamstrings can be. They can linger. So of the two, I, I would give Charlie the better shot to play, and we'll see if he's able to suit up with that thumb injury. had a cast on it last I saw him. Um now that might have been a breakaway cast. I didn't examine it, so I don't want to I'm not saying it was a hard cast or anything. Maybe uh it was one of those um essential wraps that uh that are Velcro, you know. But either way, had a cast on it. We'll see if he can go. I would be pretty surprised if Irv Smith Jr. plays, which means we could see Tanner Hudson for a second straight week.
1: Yeah. And we don't need to spend too much time diving into the tight end stuff or the punt returner stuff, but you do need your thumb to catch punts. Yes, you do. And and footballs in general, that's an important digit for, for catching things, footballs. And so if Charlie Jones cannot comfortably field punts, cannot comfortably catch. You can't
2: tie that one up. You know, you can't put that to next. Nobody taping
1: thumbs. No, that's tough. Um, It'll be interesting to see who the Bengals are out there to return punts. Charlie Jones has provided a spark. We've talked about that relatively extensively in the last week. He put the Bengals in, in position twice in that game to get points where without his punt return, it's much harder for them to get points. And in a narrow game with, with a slim margin for error and a bit of a defensive struggle, that was very important against the Rams. So So we'll see what they do there. As far as tight ends, We're seeing Drew Sample as a third down back. We're seeing Tanner Hudson on the field, mostly for receiving. Great play on that little seam ball from Joe Burrow, one of their deeper passes of the game uh, Mm -hmm. outside of the Jamar Chase explosive. And he's shown that receiving ability, despite tripping over his feet or maybe getting interfered with, maybe it was just a tough jam on that first or second, third down of the game. We've talked about Tanner Hudson going back to training camp, his ability as a receiver. He showed a little bit of something as a blocker as well, getting to the second level on a Big Joe Mixon run last week on a Monday night, I guess. So I'm excited to see more Tanner Hudson. Liked him in the preseason. Excited to see him get more run. That being said, it is not the biggest opportunity for this Bengals team when they're on offense. And it, it kind of comes down to, much like last week, protecting Burrow. There's, again, a, a good interior. And we talked about this in the crossover. But Nico Autry, Jeff Simmons, and Tiger Tart, who's mm-hmm. more of a nose tackle, not as much as a, of a pass rushing threat. But those three guys are playing really good football right now. The Bengals' yeah. interior, you know, Ted Harris Alex Kapp have certainly had their moments. Cordell Volson's struggle with Aaron Donald was okay outside of that, but not pristine those guys will have to play well this week to keep Burrow clean as we're anticipating limited mobility once again.
2: For sure, I think that's really the key. That's it's the key to everything because if if you can put Burrow in a position to one avoid big hits, you know, and healthwise, we could say that every week and we're going to say that every week. But the key to Monday was taking care of the football. No turnover-worthy throws. He he wasn't making any – there weren't any drops by the Rams' defense. And I know the one interception was insane. And if someone uh, like Witherspoon wants to make an amazing play in the Titans' secondary, well, then you live with that. But these games are usually pretty close, and they're ugly – You have all these guys from Zach Taylor to Joe Burrow. Today, T. Higgins, AFC North-like feel. Tyler Boyd said the same thing. Like We know what we're going to get on Sunday. We know the style of game it's going to be. And and so as long as you can avoid those big turnovers, that's going to go a long way, especially with this defense, the way we expect it to play, which we'll get to. And and so how do you avoid that? To me, as long as you keep nine upright, he's not going to make awful decisions. He's just not. Now, under duress, could he make awful decisions when, if he's got Autry around his legs and he doesn't? Sure. The, the split second and he doesn't see a guy or something like that, no doubt. But if he's clean, you trust him to, to make the right calls and, and, and right reads in the middle of a play, even if that calf is at whatever percentage we want to put on it. So I think that's the key. I mean, if there was a key, it's that one, because the interior of that Titans defensive front, that's their biggest strength. It isn't Derrick Henry. It isn't that running back room. It's nothing on offense. It's that defensive front. That's how they win. And they try to be physical and win up front. And so that's what they're going to try to do on Sunday, no doubt. In
1: various ways that they're good at challenging your protection rules in terms of getting one-on-ones, in terms of looping guys around, in terms of twists and stunts and disguising the pass rush. This has been stuff that's been hard for the Bengals to deal with in the past. And they're going to continue to challenge the Bengals' protection rules in the trenches. The, the other interesting thing in this game, you mentioned Joe Burrow making the right decisions. He's been playing conservatively. I don't think there's really much debate there when you look at the, the kinds of throws he's choosing, the kinds of throws he's passing up, the the sure. self-admission that he's throwing the ball away a little bit more quickly than he normally would because he knows he can't extend the play. That being said, he, he's been very averse to putting the ball at risk, like you talked about. And this is important. At least if you can't push the ball the way you want to push the ball and be explosive sure. the way you want to be explosive, you're taking care of the ball. And, of course, he had that interception uh, back in in Week 2 where that, that's a, another great play where Gino Stone disguises his coverage just yeah. long enough. And you would like Burrow to, to stay on that safety just a split second longer and make sure that he's not going to go poach and, and do exactly what he did and get that interception, come off it, go to Jamar Chase, who's open over there. But for the most part, he's been very, very smart with the football. He got fooled there once, and, and we saw that great play in week three. I will say that this is going to be a much better secondary than the Bengals have seen. I think at least at corner, Roger McCreary and Sean Murphy Bunting playing really good football so far this season. Christian Fulton, a bit more of a question mark for Tennessee, but certainly better than they've seen for the last two weeks, I would say. Mm-hmm. Not better than the Browns secondary, for sure. And and the Bengals did a great job of moving Jamar Chase around, of of scheming him open, of of running clear-out routes and getting him matched up on linebackers and safeties. But need to see T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd also step up and win a little bit more when they're in one-on-one situations, when they're in jump ball situations, when they're in contested catch situations. Because as we've discussed, this three-headed monster of wide receiver is supposed to be a big strength of this team, and they need all three of those guys to play great not just Jamar Chase, even though Jamar's a great asset and you can run a lot of the offense through him. Can talk more about that matchup. Can talk more about one of the biggest opportunities in this game, I think, for the Bengals, which is on the defensive side of the ball. We'll go to those topics coming up next.
2: Today's show is brought to you by Pierce Dental Group. Pierce Dental Group has two locations in downtown Cincinnati and in northern Kentucky, and they are the, the premier dental group in the area, providing world-class experience and creating confident smiles, confident smiles, like T. Higgins. Yeah, he had a couple drops last week. You see that smile, though? He is confident going into Sunday's game. Jamar Chase, always confident. Joe Burrow, you see that smile, confident. There are certainly players in this building that have gone to Pierce Dental Group. And part of it's because they were established in 1942. They are the highest rated dentist in the area with over 1,300 five-star Google reviews. They offer flexible payment options and pride themselves on maximizing your dental insurance. So whether it's a routine cleaning or dental implants, Invisalign, cosmetics, they have you covered. Visit them online at piercedentalgroup.com. That's P-E-A, RCEDentalGroup.com or search Pierce Dental Group on Instagram or Facebook.
1: Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with locked on fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're preparing for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny's picked out for us this week on eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley, a guy that my friends have asked me about for fantasy football purposes, has a classic rebound and revenge opportunity in London in the week four Sunday matchup against his former team, the Falcons. We love those revenge games, and Calvin Ridley has been very quiet with Jacksonville's passing game slumping the past two weeks, but he'll return to his more stellar week one debut form for his new team. The Jaguars will do a better job of scheming him open across the pond and make his massive target volume from Trevor Lawrence count big time this week. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit, and the same is true for your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Whether it's brake kits, LED headlights, a roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're just burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers on eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
2: Jake, let's get to the defense um, in in one second. But I I was thinking about this. I was doing this hit for Spectrum here in Ohio, and uh, they have me on every week. It's just a normal thing. But I was talking how much the defense needed to step up, which I think we're about to do, and all of this talk about expectations, and then Brian and Zach and, and Joe kind of being like, no, our expectations are still really high. I just want to put it out there now. Watch, like, Joe Burrow throw for 400 on Sunday yeah (laughs) multiple explosive plays (laughs) four touchdowns and in just it completely shock us I don't expect that that's not my prediction but I could totally see it and I was like man after I did that I'm like when we do the pod today I'm going to mention that possibility because I could totally see them saying screw this you guys think we can't still play offense let's go do it and who knows maybe it happens
1: I said that after we recorded one episode this week, too. I'm like, man, we just spent all this time talking about the defense and talking about do we need to alter <laughs> expectations. And, you know, the, the Bengals are talking about we need to stop false starting. What are we doing? Yes. We're killing ourselves. That's we got to right. stop dropping passes. What are we doing? We're killed. like, they think they're very close. And there are certainly some signs that they're very close. This team is not prone to false starts. They're not prone to drops. I think they're already, like, more than halfway to the number of drops a receiving core had last year through just three games, this is not something you should expect to be a long-term problem, neither of those things. And both of those things cost them points directly. So, mm-hmm. you know, if they clean some of that up, maybe they are closer to that 27-30 point mark that we wanted. They, they don't have the running game of Miami or the Devin Ashan, Achan. He just pronounced the way his name is pronounced. Um, just changed the way his name is pronounced. They don't have that speed at running back, Raheem Mostart, whoever it is. So they're, they're not going to probably do the 70-point thing.
2: Uh, Can you imagine Jake dealing with someone changing their name man. pronunciation? <laughs> At least I'm aware that it happened. No, you know I, I agree. Mean? But, like, you just figured out A-chain, and now they're – no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead.
1: Anyway, let, let's talk a little bit about this defense. And and all eyes for me. Yeah. Well, one, you always talk about DJ Reader in this matchup. Yeah. Kind of goes without saying. DJ Reader got, against the Titans. It's got to has been massive for this football team in shutting down Derrick Henry. And they've added Tajay Spears, who's been more effective in a lot of ways than Derrick Henry has this season. But assuming that Peter Skoronsky, who is continuing to miss practice after he had his own appendectomy after his appendix burst, he's still trying to gain weight and get back into football shape, And it's Andre Dillard and Dylan Raddins as left tackle, left guard, a couple of former draft darlings who have not panned out in the NFL. The right side of the Bengals defensive line against the left side of the Titans offensive line should feast again, that I'm sure will be a plan for Trey Hendrickson after what they went through with miles Garrett last week. But this is another matchup for Hendrickson against a backup quality left tackle and maybe more, in the vein of last week's Rams backup left tackle, then Patrick McCarry, who, as many have pointed out, is a very good backup left tackle for the Baltimore Ravens. Hendrickson has an opportunity again here, especially if the Bengals can play with the lead to take over this game.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that's the key. Like on offense, it's fast start. On defense, it's everything that we talked about last week. But from a pressuring the quarterback standpoint, But this offense in in Tennessee, they want to get the ground game going. And so it's a big DJ Reader game. It's a big Mike Hilton game. We've seen him play big, big, big against this Titans team. Dax Hill, after what we saw on Monday where he knifes in, has multiple tackles for loss, I think he's going to be one-on-one with Derrick Henry at some point and can make a big play. And so you need those guys to do that. I think this defense is capable and – Man, to me, this Titans team, they feel a bit stale. It feels like they ran it back, and yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. I just i don't know if it's enough. And so with where they're at, if you get off to a quick start and you make their offense chase, I I don't know how they – because the Bengals know what's coming with Derrick Henry. And so how do you surprise them? Maybe he busts a big one, but they've really limited him, and they know how to. And so if that's the case, maybe it is more Tajay Spears. Uh, I'm not going to say I fear him more, but I certainly loved his game coming into the, to this season. I, I have him in a couple deep fantasy leagues. Hopefully he doesn't go off this week because he'll be riding on my bench, just, just so people know. But uh, wouldn't mind Tajay Spears uh, seeing more of him maybe next week moving forward.
1: A number of Bengals coaches <laughs> and players also talked about stopping Derrick Henry before he gets going, and they've yeah. been very successful at this. But when yeah. he does get into the open field – he has that crazy long speed for a guy as big as he is, and, and so that is always the caveat with Derrick Henry. Once he gets going, if he gets going in the open field, that, that's tough. I will say also that uh, I, I just checked this because, you, you know, we've been talking about Tennessee, a team that wants to run the ball. We talked to Tyler, who thinks they need to get away from that. They need to embrace some of the things that Bengals are doing, honestly, and get quick in the passing game, use J Spears more, pass with Derrick Henry on the field. Tennessee is the third most likely team in terms of running when they would be expected to pass the ball. So on downs and distances where you would expect most teams to pass, they're passing 6% less likely, 6% less than, than you would expect in those situations compared to the Bengals who are plus 5% in terms of pass rate over expected. Tennessee minus 6 in pass rate over expected. So certainly a team that this season according to Ben Baldwin's pass rate over expected metric wants to continue to establish that ground game. And, and so that is still a priority. Of course, Sam Hubbard bouncing back a little bit has played well against the Titans. DJ reader certainly has played well against the Titans and that mm-hmm. interior from center to left tackle. This this is one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL by most metrics at this point mm-hmm. in the season, like bottom five. So a big opportunity for the Bengals in that front to to wreak havoc, to take away the run game, playing with the lead, obviously makes that easier playing with, you know, a time of possession advantage, something the Bengals did in in week three as well could be very important in this game to just making things easier and expanding that margin for error against a team that has been struggling, but you don't want to write off just because of what we've seen with them in the past and, and what you would expect from their defense that continues to be, in my opinion, I think you talked about earlier this week, a well-coached unit.
2: No doubt. Uh, no, I, I think that this, this is going to be a tough game. It, none of them are going to be easy right now. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like, it, and who knows, maybe Burrow does drop four bills and, and four TDs and, and it does look that way, but it's going to be a challenge and it's a really good head coach and Mike Vrabel, and it's a well-coached team on down. And uh, so I, I think, Offensively, Can they deal with the physicality of that defensive front in the trenches? Can these receivers play through contact? These Titans defensive backs are going to grab you. They're going to try to hold some and get away with it when they can, and they'll get called for it some, and then you switch it on defense. Don't give up huge, huge plays to Derrick Henry. You don't really see that much out of the Titans passing game. Get after Tannehill, make them uncomfortable, and make them one-dimensional.
1: Yeah, like the most explosive players – for Tennessee's offense, probably like Chigakonko, Westbrook, Akine, maybe Tajay well, Spears, Derrick Henry, in the open a, field, a downfield
2: like, throw, a downfield throw to Hopkins. You know, he had a nice catch last week. For, sure, that? but he's not explosive. He's like the the
1: older version of T Higgins, who can still moss you, and is still a good player, I think. But mm-hmm. you know, he's not the Hopkins. He's not Nuke Hopkins that we saw dominating the no. league. No, no, no. By any he's means not. it this way. Still good. Still play.
2: good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if you if you want to come but, to Cincinnati, DeAndre, it's no problem. There's there's always enough balls to go around. Huh? Are there?
1: Anyway, the, the point I was going for there was we've yes. talked a lot about <laughs> the, the speed of this Bengals defense, and it's shown up. This week, not as much of a challenge from a speed perspective. We saw the Bengals go five corners. Jalen Davis and DJ Turner were on the field. Like they went light. For one particular snap where Jalen Davis actually had a pass break up against the Rams. Tutu Atwell, mm-hmm. of course, the the smaller speedster, not as much of that from the Titans. So so it could be an interesting kind of a different game plan on defense, too, where we don't see them going as light and, and they're staying a little bit heavier. But they have been keeping uh, Mike Hilton on the field even against other teams, base personnel, 12 personnel, whatever it is, two wide receivers on the field using him as kind of a safety linebacker corner hybrid on those plays just because they don't want to take him off the field and can't really blame them for that. So some cool things, some cool little bits to keep an eye on this weekend. And I think we talked about trick plays in the crossover as well. And, and the Titans have missed on a couple of opportunities. The Bengals playing aggressive have been somewhat susceptible to those. We saw – the Browns miss on a couple of those opportunities as well in terms of misdirection and stuff. So that's another thing that I'm keeping my eye on this week is a bit of an X factor that the Bengals will have to prepare for and, and be on top of. And excited to see if, if the offense is taking steps in the right direction or not. See if we continue to see those signs of life and, and those signs of yeah. progress. That, that's so. what I'm watching
2: this week. Hopefully we do. And hopefully the barbecue is good in Nashville. Isn't it? Be. Isn't that a thing? Oh, yeah, normally it is. Like, normally it's good. I just want to make sure it's good when I'm there in a couple of days. You going to have some Nashville hot chicken? Yeah, actually, yes. Yeah.
1: That's okay. going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We'll be back and after Monday. the game on Sunday. Until then, thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. day And have a good one. I'm going to door dash.